Hi, you are again with Volleyball Explained podcast and our edition about the Italian League. This time we are not going to talk only about the Italian League, but also for the Champions League uh, and the quarterfinals uh, that will be played at the end of this month. Uh, uh, still, there is a, a lot of, uh, um, let's say, talk about that because if the Champions League actually is very near to an Italian league or an Italian cup, but uh, why I'm uh, saying this, we you're going to understand a little bit uh, later. Uh, let's start with the 21st and the 22nd round, the last two rounds from the regular season uh, in Italy. Uh, in the last podcast, we talked about the 18th, 19th and 20th, and now we'll see what will uh, happen and what are, what are will be the playoffs. Um, firstly, 21st round with uh, uh, some matches that were very interesting or expected to be very interesting with uh, Verona Modena 1-3, the derby match Lube Perugia 2-3, very strange match at least in my opinion, Milano Trento 3-0, a little bit even stranger, Ravenna Padova 3-1, Monza Piacenza 0-3 and Cisterna Vibo Three to two. Uh, what happened here? And my opinion, in uh, starting from the match between Lube and Perugia, is that let's say an awkward match. And I don't, I didn't see that concentration from Lube. They needed in order to win with three points and be first in the in the league in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. Lube Chimitanova has proven once more that they only play when the, there is a title on the line. So uh, uh, when you have a team that comes from a, a victory like that, like like didn't happen in the like happened, sorry, in the in the Italian Cup. And you have to play Perugia three days uh, after. Well, uh, it's uh, it's really simple. It's really simple that uh, sorry, no, they will gonna play that hard as they play in the final cup uh, in the cup final. Sorry. Uh, one thing is for sure, uh, Juan Torena is not Iron Man. You know, this is a a man who has been playing. Uh, at high level since he he got uh, in the Italian league. Uh, I mean, we are talking about almost uh, 10 years old. So, I mean, I think Quantorena has played now in Italian league like 12 years right now. He reached in 2009 and uh, he... It is what it is. The man has uh, his last uh, shots right now. I don't think I will see Juan Torrena playing like in 2023. For me, it's pretty obvious that he is on his uh, final season. So, yeah, uh, Wilfredo Leon uh, wanted to prove once more that he is the best, even. He was in in, the, in a final, so yeah, pretty much uh, Simon wasn't there either. Uh, we saw 
I don't know, uh, layout on uh, underperforming, and this is a very uh, common thing since uh, I don't know four, three matches. So yeah, uh, Perugia won easily, uh, won the regular season. They will have a easy path to the to the finals. Uh, Perugia and sorry, and Civitanova now will have to face uh, Trentino in the in the semifinal if of course uh, they reach the semifinal so i i will not have to i, I will not be that guy who is um, saying that they will be in the in the semis but it is pretty obvious that uh, versus other teams i think Lube will, will will be in the in the semis so yeah pretty much uh, i don't know what has Nicola to say about this? Sorry. It's also about Trento. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, about this match, yeah. because yeah. was uh, was interesting. Yeah, I think you got the key point uh, in the, the two rounds we're going to comment. There are one factor that is way more important than the other. Concentration and what team has to fight, uh, has something to fight for. Uh, Bogdan, you're talking about strange results. Yeah, if someone look at the result and could think that something bad happened or, or something like that, but the four teams that uh, started playing uh, after the, the Italian Cup, Lube, Perugia, Modena, Trento, uh, you could see that they were pretty, uh, I'm going to say, uh, they weren't at the top because they, they put everything Trento not, of course, <laughs> they have in, uh, in the semifinal. But, for example, Milano-Trento was a totally useless game for, for Trento. I don't know why Lorenzetti didn't rest their starting players. Uh, you, you could see since the first 10 points that the players weren't focused, they were still mentally down from the Coppa Italia, in my, in my opinion, from the defeat. Uh, they want the starting players to, to react, probably. Lorenzetti wanted that. But they, they didn't even bother playing. And you realize it when you see some of those balls that you don't know if they're in or out. Uh, if the points matter, usually you dive for it, even if the ball could out. The players instead was just watching the ball and hoping the ball, <laughs> the ball was out. I mean, uh, Milano didn't do anything special. They, they ended up with 43% in attacks. Both Ishikawa and Rognaut were underperforming. It, it, it was um, not a good game to watch. And the, the only of the two teams with some motivation was Milano. The, the, he was still hoping to reach Modena in the eighth place. But it, it was a quick game. And even so, Trento lost all the set by three points. Two 25-22 and one 25-23. So, yeah. I mean, m most of the games that we're going to comment about are very few technical things to 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 underline to put under the spot it was just a matter of motivation and and it will be even more evident in the in the next round will comment yeah in the 22nd round we had another bunch of strange results because lube lost again this time against vibo again in a tiebreak 3-2 piacenza milano 3-2 but this is a very important result, and I'm going to comment a little bit later on that. Trento Ravenna 3-1, Padova Verona 3-2, 3-1, 3-2, 3-1, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3-
Perugia Monza 0-3 to again this match in which Perugia didn't have to play for anything uh, about and Modena Cisterna 3-1. Uh, why I am underlying, uh, underlining Piacenza Milano 3-2? Because of the fact that if Piacenza had won 3-0 or 3-1, they would have been uh, fifth in the in the final ranking and not sixth, and they would uh, they they wouldn't need to to play an additional playoff, an additional uh, one-eight final. So. So instead of that, Vibo is fifth and Piacenza are sixth and they need to, to play with Padova in the in the 1-8 final, let's call it in this way, this additional playoff match uh, before the quarterfinal. So this uh, this tiebreak was very important for, uh, especially for Piacenza. And uh, Perugia-Monza, I don't think we don't, we need to, to comment a lot uh, about this surprise because uh, it's not a surprise. It's just like the match between Milano and Trento and Perugia played without uh, Leon, without Plotnitsky, without Kolaci, without Sole. So, so uh, this was a very important match for Monza and uh, they ended fourth, which is a big surprise and a big success for them, but not a big surprise in terms of what uh, Perugia did. Yeah, they, they rested basically the, the entire team thinking about the next the incoming games in the in the in the Champions League, and so did Lube against uh, Vibo Valencia because Lube was leading uh, 2-0 uh, with just uh, half of the starting players, and then starting from the third set, they basically sent in the the bus driver and the water boy playing <laughs> for them. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to towards those players or towards Vibo that play its game and. And deservedly get the points, but the game to me ended at the end of the second set. And Vibo, we didn't mention it before. The the previous game lost to Cisterna, just to give you uh, an insight of what could have been the uh, that game. And uh, uh, both the the behavior from Lube and Perugia sparkle a lot of controversial here in in Italy, uh, whether. They have been uh, unsportsmanlike uh, using their reserves, rather the substitutes rather than the starting mm-hmm. lineups. Personally, I think that it could sound not so good, but they have to look to their own interests. And their own interest was preparing their best to play in the Champions League. So don't risk to get some player injuries. Personally, I was watching and covering Trento Ravenna, which ended 3-3. And once again, Lorenzetti started the, the starting lineups, the usual starting lineups. And in the middle of the third set, Giannelli uh, tried to defend the ball. It fell awkwardly on his ankle and stayed down for 10 seconds. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> we play in a useless game with our starting setters. Now he gets injured. And Lorenzetti has to call, had to, to call a timeout just to evaluate... Giannelli situation, it was nothing seriously, uh, luckily, but, but that was it. I mean, m- most of those games were just t- to end the season. Yeah, yeah. I will, uh, sorry, I will uh, comment on the fact that uh, the Georgie uh, unspeakable use uh, after winning the first two sets, the 
the variant of sending uh, players that hasn't been playing well. I think the second setter of uh, Luis Chivitanova, uh, if he plays, I, I mean, two, two entire sets, that's, uh, that's too much. I mean, in the in the all the in the all these years of uh, me watching Italian league, I think uh, for the first time, uh, and I say this because I I watched when uh, this American setter of uh, Perugia, I think he played more than this uh, Italian Italian one in Civitanova. What's what's uh, what was the name of the? Of the setter of the American setter that has uh, now changed it to opposite. I think James uh, Shaw. Uh, exactly, James Shaw. He the the guy was. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, he's uh, he's like uh, Nimir, like uh, two meters and something, and he understand that if he wanted to have a good professional uh, career in in Europe. He needed to change to another position that requires more of his size. So yeah, um, uh, speaking of that, uh, well, the jersey sent to the bench, Joan uh, de Leal, that has to come back in the fifth set when the all damage was uh, already done. Uh, Marlon Jan ended the game with a uh, with a little minor injury. Uh, he is okay, but. Uh, he was uh, struggling uh, out there, especially after the the third set, when all the seniors uh, were benched, and and yeah, the 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 numbers of uh, of Camille wasn't uh, wasn't to to something to impress either. Uh, well. Uh, finally, they they got uh, a defeat, the second one versus this uh, team of Bio uh, uh, Valencia in this season, which is uh, something curious to, to talk about. Uh, they never win versus Bio this season, but it's something that uh, doesn't matter really now because uh, now they they will have to face. Trentino, no matter what, after the defeat of the of the versus Perugia, sorry, and yeah, like Nicola say, this is a team that will have to choose right now uh, what uh, what battles uh, to pick or what fights to pick because they are always uh, they are almost the entire team of Trent, uh, Chivitanova, sorry, is almost uh, uh, above. 30 years old, and they are veterans players, so they they will not uh, play smoothly all the season. You have to uh, expect that uh, from teams like Trento, who who the stars are uh, in their 20s. But this team of uh, Civitanova, they will choose to pick you a fight in a semifinals, for example, or uh, or quarterfinals when they are much in. On the line, and now, like this game, we uh, we ended up poorly in a losing two three versus a a Rio Valencia team that will have to face uh, some uh, 
I think they they will meet in semis. I'm wrong. Uh, sorry, I I was watching the 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 schedule. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, it's a lose. Uh, nothing to comment too much uh, on it. So sorry about my English. I'm now uh, looking other teams, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Two further matches were postponed and played after the 22nd round. Ravenna against Milano 1-3 and Monza Verona 3-0. Uh, which uh, for me was a pretty interesting match, especially in the second and the third set. And uh, this was the match that uh, sent Monza to be fourth in the in the regular season uh, and to play directly into the quarter uh, finals. Uh, for this match, I would say two things. Firstly, about Monza, that uh, I like the way they play. They play very simple, very well organized with. Uh, uh, Santiago Orduna making a very good impression, at least for me, and not to talk, of course, about uh, Adis Lagunja because uh, uh, he shows uh, all season that he has a lot of potential in him. But also about uh, Verona, and typically here in our podcast, talking about Verona, we talk about uh, Matej Kaziski, we talk about uh, Yeshke, we talk about Stoichev or uh, or uh, more recently Jensen, but this time I would uh, like to say some words about the, this young, the youngster from Verona, Giulio Magalini, because I believe for the very first time he took uh, a bit more uh, uh, his possibility to play. He played uh, around two sets and a half and he showed a lot of quality for me. And uh, uh, I believe that the problem of uh, Verona is that uh, they have four, it seems that they are four very good uh, outside hitters, uh, maybe not uh, not uh, playing in the best, uh, their best all the time, but very good uh, outside hitters with a pretty good opposite, but only one uh, in the name of Matsiensen, but in the other positions, they are very hesitant with uh, all of them, the setter, Spirito, the Libero, Bonami, and also the middle blocker. So, uh, so let's go uh, to the uh, playoff scheme because it, uh, it's very interesting. And, uh, and uh, what we can see here is that firstly in the 1-8 finals, Milano will play Verona, Modena will play Ravenna and Piacenza will play Padova. Then the winner from Milano-Verona will play in the quarterfinal against Perugia. Monza and Vibo will be the second quarterfinal, which is uh, sure from now, the fourth and the fifth in the regular season. Lube will play the winner uh, between Modena and Ravenna, and Trento will play Piacenza or Padova. What are your predictions for the eighth final? Let's start from that. And the next our next podcast, I I would say that it could be after the one eight finals. So, so let's start with uh, some initial predictions for the 1-8 finals. I think that all of those matchups are pretty easy to read. Uh, we know that in playoff, and Ronnie underlined it many times <laughs> in the past, those are the, the games that, that really matters at the end of the season. But the difference between uh, the two teams in any of these three uh, games in the prelim preliminary round are pretty big 
I mean, I don't see Verona uh, beating Milano on the three games uh, on the three games uh, uh, series. Uh, neither Ravenna with Modena or Padova with Piacenza. Milano, Modena, and Piacenza, in my opinion, will advance to the to the quarterfinal, and I'm pretty sure that Modena will do it in two games. Uh, Piacenza will do it in two games against Padua, who doesn't have uh, uh, Soji uh, as a setter. Uh, they brought in an uh, Austrian, I think, yeah, it was an Austrian setter that played in the only in the second league of Italy, or they have to to line up uh, Ferrato, the young, uh, uh, the young second uh, second setter. So to me, they don't stand a chance against uh, Piacenza. Milano Verona maybe. Maybe they could need the, the tiebreaker, the third game. But to me, Milano, Modena and Piacenza. Well, the only good thing I see in this uh, turno preliminare, as they call it in the Liga Palabolo's website, is that uh, for, many, for, many, for many, many times, this will be the first that all the teams, all these teams, will play like, uh, like for real. Let's say this is not a, a game who will lose uh, on purpose to affect other team, or I will not send all my all my squad, all my best men to the court because I need them to be rest for other game. No, this is this is it. Uh, after this, I don't think they will they they will still do it the playoff for uh, five five plays or or not. Yeah. Well, so after this, uh, this uh, m many of these teams will have to play for the five plays and see if they have the chance to play at least Challenge Cup. I don't know. Well, uh, but yeah, Allianz Milano is the favorite versus Verona, a Verona team that has been struggled all the year because of the of his opposite uh, uh, position, and also I don't think. Jensen has uh, fulfilled all the expectations, even though he is a player that we all know uh, has been uh, struggling with his injuries uh, along the season. Uh, Leo Schuss-Modena, even with that pathetic performance in the Champions League, I think uh, they will <laughs> not uh, have uh, any problems to beat Consa Ravenna, that uh, has, uh, has uh, is the I mean, Consa Ravenna is the highest team. Oh, let's put it in this way. It's the team that at least they got a set in every match. It's the team with a uh, more high percentage of uh, losing 3-1 than 3-0. Than so uh, even though they are young, they always uh, fight to scratch a point. We also, in the last match, Versus uh, versus Milan, they they won a set. Uh, something that Verona wasn't capable to do. So uh, yeah, uh, and for for the last one, yeah, Piacenza will uh, dominate uh, Padova easily. The the youngest team on the league versus a team that has uh, too many veterans, and of course, uh, it's a team that. For next year, they will come for sure more stronger. So yeah, uh, 
that's it. Alliance Milano, Modena, and Piacenza, the, the favorites to pass to the quarterfinals. Yeah, my predictions are pretty much the same. And uh, I hope that Verona can play and overperform, let's say it in this way. But uh, I also see Milano in three, maybe, uh, and Modena and Piacenza in two matches. Uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's inform the uh, spectators or the listeners that the playoffs start on 21st of February. Uh, the matches will be two uh, of three wins, of course. Uh, and uh, uh, then the quarterfinals will start on the 10th of March. Uh, let's go to the Champions League. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yep. uh, the last thing. Uh, I don't see any of these three matches uh, to be playing. Oh, oh, sorry, to be needed a third game. Mm-hmm. So for me, they will end it 2-0 and uh, go to the next team. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's have a podcast about that uh, after the the third or the the second or the third uh, matches. Uh, but let's see what is going to happen. Maybe maybe uh, there will be again some surprises because we all know what happened uh, in this preliminary phase, but the preliminary phase of the cup in uh, September. So we uh, we were totally wrong with the, with the predictions back then. So. Uh, so let's say it in this way maybe when the when the teams play for uh, something and not for nothing like in the the last three ones maybe there will be some uh, some changes uh, in performance let's call the Champions League we a little bit had some clues about what happened there with the pathetic performance of Modena Uh uh, we have uh, we have from today the draw for the quarterfinals and let's start from from back to uh, to the beginning. Uh, uh, the quarterfinals are the following: uh, the Polish scrap Belhatov against Zenit Kazan from Russia, Lubechivita Nova against the Polish champion Zaksa Kenjic in Kozle, the surprise uh, Berlin recycling volley against Trento. Modena against Perugia, the, the all-Italian clash here. Four Italian clubs, two Polish, one Russian and one German. Uh, but I would like to ask Nikola to explain how Modena went to those quarterfinals because uh, in Bulgarian we have a say that uh, that somebody is going through the ears of a needle and that was exactly what happened with uh, with Modena yesterday evening because it was pathetic what happened with their match and then how they uh, succeeded in in going to the to the quarterfinals yeah basically before the day started uh, Modena just need one point to go through the the quarterfinal on on its own, uh, so they just need to win two set against the Belgian side of Rujla. They lost three uh, zero with a display of volleyball from Modena I haven't seen in a, I, I don't know in years maybe. We know that Modena, Modena struggled in the Superliga. Uh, we saw it uh, at the beginning especially of this season, but the performance against uh, Ruzlar was something, I, I don't even know how to define it. I mean, Grebenikov 
probably play one of its worst uh, games since he he played in in the Italian teams. So since I watched him, and uh, and on the other side there was this young Desmet, the uh, outside spiker that looked like the reincarnation of Bernardi for three sets. It was uh, unstoppable. But still, Modena had a chance to go through. If Kemerovo was already eliminated, uh, Fuda won versus uh, Berva Varsho. And they did it 3 2. Uh, Varsho was pretty unlucky because they lost uh, uh, the name of the opposite, uh, Kovlev, Bartosz. Uh, Bartoszkovlev at the end of the fourth set, so they have to play the the decisive tiebreaker uh, without him. But they just need to score nine points in the tiebreaker to go through. The tiebreaker ended 15 to five for uh, for Kemerovo, uh, which basically uh, eliminated the uh, Warsaw. And Bodra and the Polish side had the same uh, matches won. The same set won and lost, so they have to look at the match points uh, uh, quotient, uh, match point ratio, and the Bodera win it for seven. It was one oh five nine for Modena and one oh five three for for Varsavia. Basically, four points. Four points in six games was the difference uh, between. Uh, been in the quarterfinal and been eliminated. Never seen something like that in my life, and probably would, would never see it again. Yeah, absolute drama. And uh, the other drama, I would say, is about Berlin playing in the uh, in the quarterfinals. Okay, let's say uh, it's it's a fact that Berlin uh, has or and even has decent team through the years. But the fact is that. Two of their matches weren't even played in the Champions League because the the second favorite in the in the uh, in the group after Zenit Kazan or maybe even with Zenit Kazan, Jaszczemski Wengel from Poland didn't even participate due to COVID restrictions. So Berlin needed just to win two matches against uh, Ljubljana, uh, I believe, uh, the Slovenian team, and uh, this was actually enough for them to uh, to play in the quarterfinals, which is. Uh, uh, also very interesting. Uh, the matches, the quarterfinals in the Champions League, we were played on 23rd of February and 2nd of March. And I'm asking for your predictions for these quarterfinals. Skrasinit, Lubezaksa, Ber- Berlin, Trento, Modena, Perugia. And uh, if we're going to have three Italians, uh, three Italian clubs in the, in the semis. No. Uh, you eloquently put it out. Uh, the Italian domination uh, is, uh, is amazing in the in the past. Uh, I, I mean, three, four years since Kazan uh, uh, is not that longer super team anymore. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't think, uh, with all due respect of the Polish fans, that. Well, uh, Poland's team will have the chance to participate in the semis. Uh, well, of course, for me, the most close match that I see here is that PGA Escravel Hato versus Senit Kazan. Even though Senit Kazan has uh, the demands to overcome this, this match, 
they also have shown the world that that is not the Senif Kazan that we used to know in the in the last uh, three five years when Gustavo Leon was playing uh, there. So yeah, uh, we have also a, a a match between the champions of Poland and Italy, uh, but of course. Uh, being champion in Italy has more, uh, uh, I mean, strength than in Poland. So I, I don't think Civitanova will, will. Uh, I mean, they, they, they could have uh, lose a set, but again, I don't think so. And the Berlin recycling volley, as you guys uh, told me about, that this uh, is the Steve Bradbury. If you guys don't know uh, what it is, uh, search in Google. And you will see. So yeah, uh, three zero in the in the two matches. They are. Uh, I don't think even the, the the players of Berlin know what are they doing uh, in this space. I mean, the 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 objective was uh, only to get there and play. I was expecting, a, like you say, a Jabreski Wiggle or another Russian team, and this is a a serious thing. Uh, thing in this season, uh, all the Russians thing have uh, been disappointing to me, especially the Kemerovo, who has been the most disappointing team in this uh, Champions League. When you have a team with uh, players like uh, I don't know Peter Krasmanovic, uh, Igor Kopsar, who is the setter that has been uh, giving this new Russian generation the titles in the in the BNL. Uh, you have former Olympic champion Alexei Omochaev, uh, and of course the side Ivan Saiser. When you have a team, it's not a super team, but it's decent, you know. Uh, it, which uh, is a four four place in Russia, I believe, uh, losing versus a thing like uh, Roslare or the eight place team in Italy. Uh, it's, it's something to comment about, you know, so yeah, very disappointed. Of course, the derby, the Italian derby, Leosius Modena versus Coma Morini Perugia. Uh, well, it's pretty obvious that for me, the semifinals will be Senica San Cucino Luis Vitanova and Itas Diatek Trentino, sorry, Itas Trentino Volley versus Coma, seriously, Coma Morini Perugia in the, in the other semifinals. Yeah, I totally agree with, with you, Ronnie. Uh... I think that uh, the four teams you've mentioned would probably go through the semifinals. And the best makeup to look for is uh, Bechetov, uh, Bechetov Kazan. Um, Modena Perugia, uh, <laughs> reading from, from the fans here, uh, here in Italy, it's like they have a slightly hope to, for the fans from Modena uh, to go through. Uh, mostly because the way they qualify in the quarterfinal, they say something like, uh, why not? I mean, we, we get there <laughs> with some help from, from above and maybe we can go go and go past Perugia. But jo jokes aside, uh, I think that uh, uh, Kazan, Lube, Trento and Perugia will be in the semifinal and it's very likely that we'll have uh, another... Uh, Coppa Italia final, <laughs> like uh, Lube Perugia. And like uh, I, I said in our preliminary, preliminary conversations, Lube Perugia for the 138th time this year, because we, we had them two times in the regular season, 
two times in the Champions League, uh, one time for the Super Cup, one time for the Cup, and that was oh, six times until now. So and and we can have it also in the Champions League plus five matches in the in a let's say a, a possible final. So twelve matches in one season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my predictions. Skrazi, uh, firstly, I'd like to say that Skra isn't even the second best team after Zaksa in Poland. In the Polish Championship, they are sixth. Four, four, six. uh, uh, sixth and uh, uh, Warszawa, Werwer Warsaw, they, uh, uh, the team which wasn't able to win uh, against uh, Kuzbas or even to win nine points in the tiebreak and they fought. So, uh, so uh, I, I would say that Zenit should win this match, uh, but also Zenit is, isn't in their best shape, uh, even though with uh, with uh, Bednorsh and uh, and um, Gapet like uh, uh, outside hitters better than last season, I, I would say. But I would say that Zenit should should win it, and the other three matches are for the Italian teams. Uh, I would say that it's possible for Zaxa to maybe to to get one of the matches uh, to a tiebreak. Uh, very well-organized team. Uh, until very recently, they didn't have even a single defeat in the Polish league. They had 19 matches uh, won in a row. But of course, this is the Polish league and not the Italian league, so Lube should win. Uh, I don't. I don't think I, I need to comment on Trento and Berlin. And Modena Perugia should be also a win for Perugia. Uh, let's mention also the quarterfinals in the women's section in the Champions League. And uh, there we have also four teams from Italy. So total Italian domination, both men and women. Uh, and so one of the matches is an Italian clash. But firstly, Fenerbahce. Uh, Fenerbahce against uh, Novara. Uh, secondly, the Italian battle uh, Scandici against Imoko Coneliano. Uh, Kemik Police against Vakov Bank. And uh, another Turkish-Italian uh, match between Busto Arsizio uh, with uh, the eternal Francesca Piccinini against Exagibasha, the team with the complicated name. Uh, we haven't talked about women's volleyball a lot or even uh, at all until now in our podcast, but let's give some initial ideas what could happen here. I would say that Corneliano and Vakov Bank for sure in the semis, probably I wouldn't say that there is a total favorite in Fenerbahce and Novara because both teams are very good. And uh, the coach of the coach of Fenerbahce, Zoran Terzic, which is who is also the head coach of the Serbian national team women, was a guest in First Tempo, our uh, podcast uh, in our Volleyball Explain channel. And uh, Bustor Sitio against Exegebasha, this is also a match I wouldn't say that it's very easy to predict. For me, sorry, Nicola, if I go first, uh, you know what it is. <laughs> For me, uh, the most interesting matches of these four is, of course, uh, Fenerbahce versus uh, Igor Gorgonzola Novara. Uh, 
because I mean, Novara is not that force that uh, won two years ago the Champions League. They don't have uh, Gonu uh, anymore. So uh, uh, it's a <clears throat> it's a doable uh, thing for uh, for Federbache to to win that match. But again, the Italian teams are so uh, technical, are so well prepared that I don't think. Federbache, even with Melissa Vargas playing at his top, um, Rankika or Kersi Robinson will have will will do some damage to to this team. Maybe they can uh, force a tiebreaker, but that's it. Uh, and of course, in the second semifinal, uh, sorry for uh, for Yamamai, but uh, you have. Uh, a stronger contender for me, one of the best team assembled in this uh, in the last uh, five years. Uh, when you have to when you have to talk about women volleyball, you know, uh, Paola Gonu, which for me will will be a player that will transcend in the history of the game as one of the best. Uh, I I also dare to compare uh, her with uh, Mireya Luis. Uh, and he's more taller than Mireya, so yeah, uh, if if she can win at least one gold medal in the Olympics, uh, she, he will be for sure a Hall of Famer. So yeah, this uh, Conegliano team with Sila, uh, uh, Mackenzie, uh, uh, too much for this Yamai uh, Gustar Cicio team. And of course, the intruder, Chemic Police with a Wilma Salas who have uh, <laughs> who who has a, 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 a really hard task versus Bakif Bank the other uh, Turkish team and the on and the one that I consider that will meet uh, uh, Conegliano in the final you know because because of the players uh, with Magda Ovjanovic playing at a high level and. Uh, and uh, Gabi, Gabriela Guimarães from Brazil and all these uh, stars around her. So, yeah, uh, Bakifam will for sure be in the semifinals. And the, and the last match, uh, if I don't, if I recall one, was uh, Sachivasi versus... Uh, Busto Arsicio. Busto Arsicio. Yeah. Okay, so, so, sorry, I... I misplaced uh, Busto Arsicio. Yeah, with Scandich. Uh, okay, sorry. But uh, either way, uh, Conegliano will win. And yes, Busto Arsicio versus uh, Sashivasi. Uh, Sashivasi have been with some problems in the recent uh, uh, matches in the Vestal Venus League, Turkish League. So uh, we will have to wait what is the condition of uh, Tika Boscovit and the others uh, partners in crime. But uh, it should be a 2-0. Uh, I mean, 3-1, 3-0, I don't know. But if they reach a tie break, uh, we will have to see what is the result in the first match uh, and then wait. Uh, one thing I don't like in these quarterfinals is the fact that there will be two legs. And this, uh, let's pray that anything will uh, will got the COVID nineteen because you will know what happened if only one player got it. So it will be disastrous for any organization. Uh, 
even uh, even exists the possibility of two things with COVID-19 and uh, what, what you will, uh, what do you uh, do now with two teams uh, facing each other with COVID? That's a question that uh, that has come into my mind since the driving of the loss take place. But yeah, anyway, these are my picks and I don't know, Nicola. I don't know a lot about women's volleyball, so... I mean, <laughs> don't worry, following me either, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the, the foreign teams. So looking what we have here in Italy, I mean, Conegliano has won the past 50 games they've played. So I think that they're a clear favorite on the upper side of the bracket. And for what I could read on the forums and, and the other sides, I think that there should be a conegliano Vakif Bank final. That, yes. That's that's all I know. Uh, uh, so... <laughs> I will trust you guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe that that was pretty much enough for uh, for this time. We had uh, uh, we had the regular season Italy in our pockets. We have also the quarterfinals in the Champions League. So let's see what is going to happen. And either after the after the second. Uh, the second round, uh, the the, uh, the preliminary round in the playoffs, or after the quarterfinals in the Champions League, we're going to have our next part, uh, our next podcast. I'm uh, talking uh, uh, bullshits now. Uh, to have the next podcast uh, about the Italian league plus the Champions League plus uh, anything else interesting happened in the world of international and not only international volleyball. Uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for watching or whatever you're doing in our uh, channel, in our pages, in Twitter, in uh, Facebook, and uh, whatever and wherever you can find us. Thank you again. Thanks also to Ronnie and Nicole for uh, joining me in this uh, edition of the podcast. And uh, be healthy. Bye-bye.